Hello listeners, it's Kinshuk. Thank you for tuning in to At Intellect. This episode is a bit different. In this episode, we keep aside the business and technology aspects of the podcast and focus on life for a little bit. Today we have with us Gloria, who's a graduate student at New York University, currently pursuing her master's in management and systems. She's also a student author for Chegg and has previously interned in data analyst roles for major brands like L'Oreal. Back in 2017, while in college, she founded a local chapter of the Lean-In community, a part of the Lean-In organization, and has been endorsing female self-employment ever since. In this episode, Gloria shares her experiences on breaking cultural barriers to thrive in a multicultural environment and ultimately discovering your own belief system. Towards the end, I ask her some interesting bonus questions. So let's jump straight into the show. Hey Gloria, hope you're doing well. Um I really wanted to thank you for doing this. Thank you for being on the show. I know we have been going back and forth since a long time, but you know, finally right. you're here and we're recording this. <laughs> thank you for having me here. Cool. Um so let's uh, dive straight into the show and why don't we start with a little bit about your background? Yeah, of course. So I I'm a native uh Chinese. I born in China. Uh, my hometown is Nanjing. So I came from a family uh prioritizing education almost over almost everything. I actually spent a lot of time with my grandparents when I was little. Uh even, you know, so I have to say they are you know two most important person in my life who has this such a positive impact on me aside from my parents and i have to say uh probably because my grandpa's job he works in the urban planning and my grandma she worked in the healthcare system i had just been exposed under this multicultural environment uh from a very young age because my grandpa he would just invite so many of his colleagues and students from you know all over the world to come over so as a young girl i would just sit there and listen to them talking about their lives in different countries and i think largely because of that i have opened my eyes to the other side of the world from there and have actually inherited many great family traditions like for example right. they taught me to be humble to take care of others and keep my manners so that's sort of like my foundation or sort of like my really early life philosophy and Sweet. when i was young yeah when i was young i actually just got excited over almost everything um like i okay. had a lot of lot of dream jobs like i don't know about you king shark but my dream <laughs> jobs including working at a pharmacy because i saw how my mom interacts with doctors and patients i thought that's a, such a cool job and wow. i dream about owning my own pet shop because i just love animals and even dream about you know just being an actress so i just had a lot a lot of dreams jobs um and I think what counts as a blessing to me is my parents they never stopped me from dreaming all that. So you know, I know uh despite all the downsides, I think the greatest part is if we treat our dreams right, it can actually be a really great source of inspiration to break okay. my limitations. Yeah, wow, that's a great story and I think like you, I was I, I was also very close to my grandpa and I I really learned a lot from him. Uh, exactly. over the course of years that i got to spend spend time with him so 
cool. I think I think those experiences really shape up your life. Uh, right. Well into you know your uh, later years. So that's an interesting story. Awesome. Um, and uh, you talked about multicultural experiences, and I think we'll we'll uh, double down on this this later in in the episode. But why don't you uh, talk about a bit of about your you know early education and career experiences? Mm-hmm. Like, can you share some learnings you got from your earlier career opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. So after my high school education in Nanjing, I left home for Guangzhou to, you know, attend college. I majored in English literature, which is completely different from what I am currently doing right now. I am currently in grad school, study management information system. Um, but uh, when I just got into college, I had this huge interest in public relations. So okay. because of that, I just had this curiosity. I'm just this kind of person who has curiosity almost over almost everything. So at that time, I was a sophomore and I was so interested in public relations and I was just kind of collecting uh, all sorts of resources, networking with all the people and in order to get me an internship, which is my first internship at mm-hmm. Hilton Norton Strategy, where I was working with the team um, on the uh, branding initiative and things like that. And yeah. after that, after another internship at Edelman, uh, I joined L'Oreal during my senior year um, and was wow, sitting on the nice. digital officer team. Yeah, that's a big shift too. Yeah. Um, yes. And I was mainly helping them with uh, website, website analytics initiatives and other digital marketing uh, data analysis as well. So I have to say, um, exactly during that time at L'Oreal China, I feel like it was an experience that truly pushed myself to move forward and do okay. and learn at the same time. And I think largely because the team I was sitting on, it has such a critical, it plays such a critical role in the whole corporation, including in the global, you know, on the global perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so my original responsibility like i mentioned was web analytics and digital marketing data analysis so uh but actually before that i had zero experience i told you i major in english literature i have no experience in data analysis but Mm -hmm. uh i think it's exactly because of my old boss who is the currently the cmo of l'oreal taiwan he taught me all of that from the scratch and he actually pushed me to grow so much in a very short amount of time. So I just remember, um, you know, this is a really interesting experience. So after I was working with them for four months, um, you know, I was doing this uh, monthly analysis for over 20 brands in our corporation. And Mm -hmm. in L'Oreal China, we have this uh, four big executive meetings every month. So basically we have to, share our analysis insights right with every brand uh, from every division okay right so after i was working on the same report for four months i was literally the one who collect all the data from either third-party e-commerce sites or third-party media agencies and to all the clean the data and you know and then visualize and gather all the insights i just suddenly realized um why don't I make it as a part of my opportunity, right? Yeah. Like to present my, uh, you know, just present what I did 
in front of the meeting. Like at that time, I didn't think of too much. I just feel like it's a really cool idea, and I think I can do it because I was、yeah. the one who basically did everything, and nobody can knows better than me th- at that time.、Yeah. So. I mean, it is actually a really scary idea at first because, actually, in L'Oreal China, only those people who are a little bit senior can be able、mm-hmm. to present at this exact meetings because this meeting are literally faced towards the whole L'Oreal China Corporation, and、okay. even towards、um, the Asia Pacific too, because some people come over, right? So I thought maybe my manager wouldn't, you know, probably think that I was joking, like. And they turn, want to present、yeah. at an executive meeting, right?、Okay. But I mean, I'm, I mean, that's a really scary idea. But I ended up did it, like, because I, I was just thinking to myself, if I don't mention this idea at least to him, right?、Okay. Then、yeah. I will be regretted forever if my internship is over and I haven't done anything, you know, like that. Yeah. So yeah. I talked to him. I just briefly mentioned exactly the same thing that I just tell you. I was like,、um, "Hey, I think,、um, you know, I think I should do this part for our next、mm-hmm. month's meeting because I was the one, you know, who did all that, and I'm pretty sure I can do it." And he said yes. He、okay. actually said yes. He's like, "Well,、yeah. you know what?、Uh, n- there is no intern has ever done this before." But、yeah. let me talk to the、uh, CDO, the Chief Digital Officer. You know, to to kind of just ask him for his approval, and luckily he said yes too.、Okay. So you know, just after that, everything went pretty smoothly. My boss and I, we literally spent several lunch hours putting everything together, and、okay. finally, you know, I got to be the first person, like the first in. Parent ever presenting at an executive meeting, so、awesome. you know, just ever since that, ever since that, I just start learning to advocate for myself, like what he did for me.、Um, you know, like just you know, people like that, they cannot be there for for you forever. So one day、yeah. you gotta learn how to run by yourself, right?、Definitely. So actually, for so many times before that,、mm-hmm. I was just really obsessed with the idea. Of being an employee probably just means every doing everything you've been told to. But you know, right now, once you've done enough, once you see a lot of things, I mean, I'm still、mm-hmm. growing. But you know, once you see things more and more, that's actually the basic rule, right? You have to do your job. And、yeah. I think to be great, we need to really immerse ourselves into the industry. Look above and beyond. For example, like L'Oreal is the beauty company to most、yes. people, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's a really reasonable first impression. Yeah, I think major to to majority of us, it's it's a beauty company. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really reasonable first impression. But if we deep dive deep into the brand vision and what L'Oreal has been doing for the past、okay. five years, right? Ever since the e-commerce. Uh, business took off in especially Asia. We、mm-hmm. can actually notice with every revolution that has been going、okay. on in Korea, Laura. They're not positioning as just a beauty brand anymore, right? They're not just a beauty company anymore. So, what can you bring to the table at this moment? Your passion for beauty, your fashion、mm-hmm. sense. Those are you know not enough. Okay. And what we should bring to the table is actually some. 
something that can move the industry forward, right? Yeah. So yeah. what we can do is we need to find out more. And by, you know, the way I can find out more is to do more and look above and beyond and research yeah. carefully and find the reasons to defend your idea. Because I also believe that, there is no wrong idea, but you need to know to def how to defend yourself. Definitely. Loyalty counts for something, but what we can bring outside of it is our plus. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's very interesting. Um, so uh, what I can see here is that, you know, probably out of all your internship experiences, like L'Oreal was kind of an inflection point, which, you know, uh, kind of... Uh, like yeah it brought you towards data and all the related fields like you got to experience firsthand data uh, data analysis and other other various fields there and also you took a step forward and you know asked uh, as the asked your leaders to present in an executive meeting which is great so i think this this kind of makes a point that it's it's so important to you know ask something if you really want it because exactly. I think majority of the time is answer. The answer is yes. Although we, you know, in the background think that, you know, what will happen if that person refuses that, but like 95% of the times they don't refuse. So I think it's always better to ask if you want something or if you want to do something. Yeah, that's, that's really true. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's an interesting story. Cool. Um, so now currently you're in um, NYU. Um, yes. I'm living in New York city right now. Yeah. So I wanted to move our discussion towards that. Um, mm -hmm. What I really wanted to ask you is like after moving to NYC from Shanghai, like what were your one or two biggest challenges that you faced firsthandedly? And then how did you overcome them? Wow. I mean, there are actually countless of challenges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I moved here um, in 2019, August. So, you know, okay. till now it's been uh, almost two years and I'm still growing. You know, I never think of myself as someone who knows everything. I mean, to be honest, I'm only 23 years old uh, this year and I cannot know anything. Right. Um, actually, one of the things that, that actually just, you know, sort of um, kind of triggered me okay. to find out that um, those old methods that probably worked for you one or two years ago when I was in college mm -hmm. might not work for me right now because okay. we are, you know, we're just constantly changing. We're constantly moving to one city to one, from one city to another. And mm -hmm. where we are constantly um, switching industries. So, yeah. I feel like the one of the biggest the challenge is the shift of the mindset that you need to um, truly accept the fact that uh, things can change and your old methods doesn't work. Okay. Right? I mean, the same goes with people. Like, people can change. You you're not gonna be the completely the same person as you were one or two years ago, right? So true. And um. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely the mindset that is very difficult to shift to me uh, when I just moved here before. Um, but to be honest, it is also a really amazing thing because changes bring up opportunities, right? To me, mm -hmm. change is the only constant. And yeah. the challenge to me 
you know, to me one year before when I just moved here is really just like, I would spend a long time just to doubt on myself. Like, why can I just do things this way? Right. Mm -hmm. And I, why this old method doesn't work anymore because it works pretty well for me before. Right. So it's, you know, I mean, when the old method doesn't work for you anymore, that's actually a sign that you should move, move forward. Right. And okay. you should break your comfort zone once again. Yeah. And another thing, another biggest challenge I find out about myself is to train myself to use emotion wisely. Um, okay. I mean, the reason for me, this is like this challenge is due to my uh, personality. My natural okay. personality actually drags me to the completely opposite direction. <laughs> so there were just several times I literally just stuck at this point doing okay. nothing and try to figure out why this person feel this way. Like no matter if it's a person, if this person is a friend of mine or uh, a family member or colleagues or, you know, someone else who's mattered to me, I would just like, mm -hmm. um, you know, why they're, I was just trying to figure out so bad, like why they're doing this way, why this person acts like this towards me. Did I do okay. something wrong? And so, I would just start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically overanalyzing uh, situations. And yeah, people, right? yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Because I was unsure uh, about the, I was unsure about the future and I was just trying to figure out a way to calm myself down. But okay. it turns out that this method is so wrong because yeah. everyone is different, right? I mean, even with Got those per those uh, people around you, they're coming from different backgrounds and you can never know what they're thinking and why they're doing this way. So I yeah. was just really panicking at the moment and I couldn't think straight. Like I honestly couldn't think straight. And this is actually the uh, one of the current challenges I'm coping with right now. Okay. Um, but you know, once I calm down, I will be like, why did I do this? Like, why did I overanalyze a lot of things? Because I got nothing okay. good from it, except being anxious over this uncertainty that I cannot even control. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I think this, this, this has happened with me as well. Um, I think it, it's, it kinds of. Uh, it's a side effect, let's say, of, of, you know, moving to a completely new location in which you you start to being more anxious and start to... To feel like, insecure. And, yes, yeah, because everything and, is so new to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then whenever you go, let's say you go into university or let's say you started a new job at a new location, you want to just present the best version of yourself, at least for exactly. some time, right? Now, yeah. now that really makes you think a lot about you know okay uh if i did this thing was it the correct thing to do was it the best thing to do at this point of time um but it really happens and then uh, after some time you realize that you know you're just thinking uh way too much and you need to ease out a bit and let the things go as as they they should go exactly. so because yeah. you know the thing is the reason I, uh, I just found out, find out recently, the reason we're doing this is largely because we are letting our projection for this thing or this person mm. to get a better of us. Yeah, but in reality, exactly. Exactly. The, in reality, this hasn't happened yet, right? We, we would never know. So, so true. So true. 
yeah. yeah. Now, uh, just following up uh, a bit, like, do you think that it was a bad thing or a good thing that uh, you experienced those those initial challenges? Uh, yeah. What was your learning yeah. from them? Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't categorize as a bad or good thing because it is actually something has happened in your life. And all you can do is to accept it, right? I accepted okay. my personality flaws, but also I saw the good side of the flaw, right? Because, you know, let's face it, um, the good side of being sensitive to uh, this human emotion is you can actually make you super, super great with people. Right. And you can be highly perceptive of people's emotions. You can be highly perceptive about the surrounding environment. So it's actually, it's really hard to say, right? And, um, but at the same time, this personality can actually distract me from looking at things from a bigger perspective. Um, but okay. actually back to your last question, um, mm -hmm. I will say, you know, there is a concept called time value of money, right? So basically, okay. in real life, we can interpret this uh, concept as everything has a balance. That means the more energy you spend on overanalyzing something or someone, the less, the less value you can gain in return, right? Because okay. there are just so many certain uh, situations where you don't actually need to do this. Right, so we mm -hmm. need to actually think about our emotion issue logically. And that's mm -hmm. just something that works for me every time. Like for so many times, I feel like we just compromise ourselves for things that are actually not worth that much of a time. And especially for most people like me who are literally have to deal with everything on their own because, okay. because you know we are international students living in a new country. Um, you know, so those method, it is not really an expected choice. So we got to invest our emotion wisely. Like okay. sometimes I'll get anxious because there are just so many things on my plate, you know, job search, school exams, interviews, yeah. side projects, right? Like whenever I feel life, like, right? yes, <laughs> whenever <laughs> I feel like I cannot handle it anymore. Now mm -hmm. I will just sit there and do nothing. You know, until I calm myself down, let my guard down and choose not to panic and then start working for it again. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great concept, uh, time value of money. I've, I've heard it for the first time, interestingly. Um, yeah. Basically, um, yeah, I think, I think it's so important to have uh, certain, like, certain time slots where you are not doing anything because you're so busy with you know, everything that's going on with our lives. Uh, so that is, that is great that you do that. I was, interestingly, I was looking at, uh, I was listening to a podcast and there was this person talking about a meditation technique in which like, like our traditional meditations are like, you know, you, you sit down, you try to be calm, you try to focus on their breath. But uh, the, the technique that the, the guy was elaborating is that you know, you, you just sit down, you kind of relax yourself and yeah. just don't do anything for an hour. Like don't yes. try to focus on your breath. Don't try to focus on what's running in your mind. Don't do any breathing exercise, etc. Just don't do anything. Yes. And just, just do nothing. Just sit there. Yeah. Just yeah. monitor like where does your brain goes? What's in your surroundings? Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. observe what's happening, what sounds are coming. 
So I think exactly. Um, I think that that is really really important in in s- such busy lives that we that we live. So it's that's that's very interesting. I think yeah, because, you know because you uh, you face those challenges after moving to New York. I and you kind of then uh, followed certain concepts and certain techniques to calm you down and you know to balance your life. So I think in retrospect, it, it was a good thing that you experienced, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I count this as a blessing. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So um, earlier we discussed about, you know, your multicultural background. So I wanted to double click on that uh, for a bit. Um, basically, uh, I wanted to get to know from your perspective, like, sure. Is it is it because of your multicultural background that helps you understand your pros and cons better? Meaning that, uh, like, uh, it helps you understand yourself better, like things that you're good at, things that you're not good at. And yeah, what advice would you give uh, to someone who is currently in, in in your shoes? Meaning that they are also moving to a different country, they belong to a completely different culture, and they are expecting a cultural shock. So what advice would you give to them? Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, you know, multicultural background definitely has a large impact on me on how I see myself and uh, how I communicate with uh, people. Like when I was living in China, I actually spent the past uh, 20 years, uh, no, 22 years in the China, um, but largely because of my education, I was exposed under this uh, multicultural environment a lot. But, you know, still, uh, I used to think um, that people based on my culture standard, and it shouldn't be that way because otherwise the misunderstanding is just always going to be there. Yeah. Like, for example, you think I'm cold or I think you're mean, you know, because we don't really fit into each other's cultural um, standard. That's what I'm, yeah. you know, just, yeah, I mean, that's a really, really um, tricky uh, point uh, where we need to take time to sort things out and to truly live in a different country and uh, be open about different things because mm. the thing is a lot of um misunderstanding culture misunderstanding a cost and this the huge difference in the communication style like for example let's compare china and america china is our society is based on a high contest culture while yeah. in the u.s among with many uh, other western countries like scandinavian countries people prefer a low context culture overall so what do you mean by high context and low context can you double click on that for a bit so the high context culture we prefer to exchange messages in a very sublet and less direct way whereas in uh, low context culture everything's pretty much the opposite like people they do not give you this uh, indirect uh, hint they do not okay intentionally uh, maybe sugarcoat things, maybe sugarcoat is not a good word, but they're more, far more direct. They're more direct, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that means living in the high context culture and especially in Asia, women are far more high context than men. And mm-hmm. in Western countries, in a lot of Western countries, men are more low context than women. 
So okay. when I was living in China, we prefer to exchange messages in a very sublet and less direct way. You kind of, you know, just go around the bush. Whereas in low concept culture, everything's super, super different. So yeah. this, in some way, actually experience、uh, explain so many differences、uh, between Asian and Western cultures. And、yeah. one thing I feel so strongly about is,、um, you know, I lived in、uh, East Europe before. I visited a lot of other Asian countries before. The one thing、mm. I feel so strongly about is,、uh, is that you know, it's always good that we embrace different culture and be exclusive, right? That's a really、um, nice mindset. But、yeah. how people treat you have nothing to do with their culture. Like I actually ran into this situation two years ago, where、okay. this person from a foreign country treated me really bad at that at that time. But at that time, I thought it's probably just because of the cultural differences, right? Because、yeah. probably because he, he he doesn't understand me. So I decided to let it go. But right now, I look back on it. I don't think this is just about the culture differences anymore. I,、mm-hmm. I would not let it go if I'm right now because there is something that can be excused due to culture differences. But when this person make me feel offended and angry, that's exactly how I felt at at that moment. Okay. Then I, you know, then things shouldn't be explained in this way anymore. So we should just stand up for ourselves and not give an any excuse. For this、yeah. behavior, I mean, differences、yeah. can be worked on, right? There are so、yeah. many miscommunication. There are differences every time, but the rudeness can be not cannot be excused. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I can understand what you're trying to say. I mean, definitely there, like, there are different cultures across the world, and cultural differences exist. But I don't think any culture. Teaches you to you know te- treat people indifferently or、exactly. you know treat them badly because、uh, they don't speak the same language or they don't think the same way as you think.、Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think that is very important to to raise your voice because we have all seen like what、uh, cultural divides can do、uh, in nations and across nations if. If there's no voice and there's there's a lot of suppression,、um, so、mm-hmm. like we have seen that in the past, and I think the the most important to do at the、uh, thing to do at this point of time is to you know at least have a voice and raise a voice because if you don't do that, I think、uh, people will never know. Like, yeah, people will、exactly. never know, and they will still think that you know it's okay for them to behave like that. Which is not exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I think I think that's a very sound advice, and I hope that、um, a lot of people who pro- are probably listening to this、uh, take that away from this episode. If if they have to take away anything, yeah,、cool. yeah.、Um, yeah, talking about cultures and you know continents, I I just wanted to segue into. Uh, travel. So I I know that you you like to travel a lot and you're you're a great traveler. Yes, that's、and、my favorite thing in life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And specifically, you you like to travel alone, like solo travel. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to know, like, what does it mean to you, and how does 
it form as a part of your life? Like why solo travel is so important to, for you? So for me is whenever I solo travel, I travel mm. to build my own perspe- uh, perception of the world. Like how I, okay, I can elaborate this a little bit. So when you solo travel, right, you don't have those people who already know your past around you. You don't have your friends. You don't have your family. All you yeah. have is yourself. And that's actually a really great opportunity for you to control your mind. Like, how do you see the world? How do you, you know, how I see the people, how I taste the food and how I visit different places. Those are just, you know, there are so many flexibility and I personally just choose not to make too much of a uh, travel plan. I like just to let things flow. But sometimes, uh, and sometimes I consider it as a very necessary quality that I need in this world because you just don't need, sometimes you just don't need too much of a noise near you, right? I went to scuba diving. I went to pub crawl. I tend to be really experimental during travel because this is just something I like the most in my normal life in the city. So, I mean, this is definitely a really great opportunity for me to discuss, uh, discover that, oh, I can actually live my life in that way. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's interesting. Uh, interestingly, I, w- I also wanted to take my first solo adventure. Uh, this yeah, was, where to? Uh, I had decided, you know, to, to take a solo trip to London uh, oh, nice. Nice. last year, but, you know, uh as you know like things didn't go as planned and then covid happened right. so all those plans just went into the, into the water but like solo travel is again on my on my bucket list and as i get an opportunity to do that i'll definitely love to do and i i really uh, like your uh, idea in which um i think it's it's a completely different experience when you are not with the people that you know at a different location altogether right yes absolutely i think it connects you connects to the to the feeling to travel to a different location for studies or uh, but that's a longer duration but you know traveling to to a certain country uh, without any support without anyone who is your friend or a family i think it makes you explore that place in a completely different way exactly and the best part is that you you can create your own itinerary and you don't have to ask anyone and nobody makes any changes. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is, you know, let's say uh, I went to uh, Miami alone. I went to uh, Europe mm. alone. I mean, what happens in Europe, stay in Europe, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's very interesting. Exactly. Cool. All right. So this brings us to almost the end uh, of the episode. There, there are certain bonus questions which I really like to ask, uh, ask the guests whenever they are in. And uh, I have like three very interesting questions for you. So shall Perfect. we start? Sure. Okay. Um, so the first question is, what Netflix show are you currently watching? Um, I'm currently watching this one called Bloodline and I liked, you know, those true crimes, uh, true crime shows, uh, something okay. a little bit suspenseful, something a little bit twisted. And I just finished the Ozark too. I mean, Ozark is definitely something I really love. Uh, I strongly encourage everyone who's listened to 
you know, this show right now to watch that. Okay, cool. I I haven't watched that, but I'll take that as a recommendation and definitely sure. watch that. I'm currently hooked to Queen's Gambit, but um, I'll I'll watch Ozark next. I think so. Yeah, I heard that one's good too. Yeah. <laughs> so the second question is, um, let's say you start your own podcast at some time in the future. I think you should. Uh, and you have the opportunity to have anyone in this world, living or dead, on the show. Who will you choose and why? I mean, to be honest, I haven't carefully thought about that idea. But okay. if I had a podcast, I would definitely going to be focusing on the mental uh, mental health and, um, you know, probably focus on life coaching a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, that's interesting. I think mental health would be really, really good. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, let's wrap this up. Uh, I just wanted to thank you so much for, you know, taking out time, um, from your busy schedule. I know you have a lot of things going on out there and no problem, NYU, I'm glad but to, you know, be on the show too. Yeah, thank you so much. And I wish you best of luck for your uh, future ahead. Thank you. All right, cool. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Take care. Hey, thank you for listening to Ad Intellect. You can find Gloria on various social media channels. All of them have been tagged below in the show notes. Also, if you have any feedback or suggestion about the episode or the podcast in general, feel free to reach out to me on at intellect at the rate outlook.com. That is at intellect at the rate outlook.com. My social media handles are also linked in the show notes below. Until next time, peace 